Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the Owls on Culture podcast. I'm your co-host, Michael Owl, and as always, I'm here with... Hank Owl. Hank Owl. What's new in your world, man? Uh, I have just gotten back from a trip to North Carolina. All right. What part of North Carolina? The mountains, the middle, or the 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 beach? beach? Sweet. I went on a trip with uh, my friend Peter, his family, and some of their close family friends. All right, so you were generally used to Gulf beaches because that's kind of where we usually go. What did you think of the uh, North Carolina beach? I thought it was surprisingly similar as the beach we usually go to in Navarre. Especially, it's right next to a pier. The water is green, and there's a bunch of shells on the sand. The beach we went to was right next to a pier. The water was green, and there was a bunch of shells on the sand. (laughs) So I felt right at home. At some point when I was like... Took my uh, when I was stuck in the ocean, I would think like I had to remind myself that this is this is not the beach I'm used to. Well, that's interesting. Uh, how were the was the wildlife? Did you see any jellyfish or were there any little fish nibbling fish on the ankles? I have not told you this story yet. Bring it. There's I'm so I had a boogie board and I was trying to get hit by waves, and I see this huge wave, massive waves come up on me, and then I notice oh. There's a jellyfish in that wave. In the wave? So I, I like, neo-dodge the jellyfish, <laughs> yeah. and I run back to the beach. And then what I realized after uh, Peter's uh, mom telling me that, oh, they have, like, non harmful jellyfish. Like, there is, it's, just a, it's just the top of the jellyfish. There's no actual... They have non-stinging jellyfish Jellyfish. there? Like, there's no stingers. It's just the top. That's a great invention. (laughs) I I don't like any jellyfish, but I might could tolerate a non-stinging jellyfish. But I just, I don't know if I was able to compel properly into words the amount of fear that went into my mind after seeing that jellyfish. Of course. I mean, it was a big, I was, of course, on the boogie board, so I was kind of on the ground Kind of, but that wave would have been taller than me if I was standing up. Oh, wow. So, and generally the waves are bigger on the Atlantic versus the Gulf. Was that the case? Yes, that was the case here. And so, what would you, uh, you know, generally the Gulf, like the thing you go for that white sand, that blue green ocean, that, you know, it's called the Emerald Coast. Uh, would you, do you like the, uh, the beauty of the Gulf or the way is the Atlantic better? Or was there not a difference in the beauty, really? It sounds like there might have been about the same. Well, I, I think I like the Atlantic better. Well, all right, then. Or the waves of the Atlantic, yeah. That may, I, can, I can buy that. You probably don't remember this, but when you were really young, the very first time you got stung by a jellyfish. I do remember this. Do you remember us? We went to the We drove, we left drove the island, to the went store. to the CVS or store, got something, brought back. And then you got back in the water, and I was so proud of you for getting back in the water because I could have easily seen it and understood of you if you'd have been like, I'm not going back in right now. But you did, and I thought that was really pretty darn awesome. Oh, thank you. Well, you're quite welcome. Uh, well, what is new in your world? What is new in my world? Um, let's see. Uh, I know you went to the Beltline. Oh, that's right. Thank you. That is what's new in my world. Okay, so we're in Atlanta, Georgia, as most of you all know, and there's the Beltline. It's this kind of little um, path, basically. There's lots of development around it. But 
those electric scooters that are everywhere, seemingly in urban environments these days. I have never been on one, and uh, for those of y'all who don't know me, I'm you know mid forties, husky might be <laughs> a, uh, a, a gentle term to use to describe me. And so uh, I was with some friends, and we were going at the Crog Street Market. We were going to an Atlanta United game, and they had been scootering many times before and decided that we should do that. And although I was pretty terrified of it, I did join and do it as well, and it was so ridiculously fun. It was hard. It was also dangerous, and part of it might have been stupid in some cases because we're going through downtown Atlanta, all kinds of cars around us, all kinds of pedestrians around us, all kinds of other scooters around us, you know, going down there and not really knowing. Uh, at times, I definitely felt unsafe, <laughs> but it was very, very fun. And while I maybe wouldn't do that exact route again, I definitely will hop on a bird again and, and have a good time with those. And I would encourage anyone, if I can do it, I guarantee you your level of coordination is just as good as mine, and you should try it as well um, within reason. You know, I wouldn't put my... 60-year-old uncle on there, or that kind of thing, you know? Not unless, you know, you felt really confident about it. Was it, it was probably, was it more fun or less fun than riding uh, Segways? Let's see. It's equal amounts of fun. It's a little scarier because the Segways are, you feel safer on the Segway. Segways are much more maneuverable. Like, turning on the bird is not great. Oh, okay. At least certainly not for the first time. While turning on a Segway comes pretty naturally. So I would say I would say you know just as much fun, but the segways feel a little bit safer. But that kind of makes sense. They're bigger and they're you know they have more technical skills, I guess. But anyway, so what are we talking about today? Well, we're talking about two different movies. One movie that you saw and I did not. One movie that I saw and you did not. The movie that I saw was Aladdin, which is. Uh, I guess reboot or remake of one of the classic Disney films, or at least from my point of view, the classic Disney films. I was about to say that's that's part of the fun of this podcast is our others is our differences in generation. So when I hear classic Disney film, I think you know Snow White and Fantasia or Cinderella, and when you say classic Disney, you're thinking Lion King you know, Aladdin, that generation, right? Yes. That's the fun of the podcast. Now, what movie did you see? I saw John Wick 3, which I was not prepared to enjoy. I made him do it. And I had, you did make me do it. And I had not seen either one of the first two, because generally kind of action films are not my big thing. Um, but so I caught up. I did some homework by seeing John Wick 1, John Wick 2, and then saw John Wick 3 all within maybe four or five days. So I was kind of heavily, deeply in the John Wick universe. Do you want to talk about your movie first? Do you want to just ask each other questions? I think I think you'll start. You can start. All right, cool. So John Wick 3. Uh, for and I'll, those, I'll ask some questions. Sounds perfect. Uh, for those of you who don't know, it's an action-adventure movie. This is the third. It starts Keanu Reeves as a elite hitman. And one of the coolest things about the John Wick movies is this hitman world they've created. They have the rules of it set up very well, and they, they, they formulate the rules in a way that uh, respects the audience. They're not handing them to you like 
you know, I think like in Gremlins, you know, like, hey, don't feed them after midnight, don't do this, you know, and that works in that movie. But here they do the world's world, they build the world just by, you watch people just interact with it. And one of the concepts in this is that there's a series of hotels called the Hotel Continentals where they're like a neutral ground. Like hitmen and women from all walks of life can come there and know that they will be safe because there's not allowed to perpetrate violence on the grounds. That's pretty cool. Another cool thing in this world is that you pay for things with these gold coins. Also pretty cool. So the story basically for John Wick 3 carries on from John Wick 2 like immediately. And this was pretty interesting. So if I had not seen 1 and 2 recently, I'm not sure how I would feel about it. Like the John Wick 3 opening scene takes place seconds after the closing scene from the movie of John Wick 2. The story briefly is John Wick was an assassin. He fell in love to get out of the assassin world. He did this impossible task. And so he is out of the assassin world in John Wick 1. His wife dies of cancer or some debilitating disease like that. Somebody steals his car. Somebody shoots his dog or kills his puppy. And the puppy was given by the wife to give him to love as she knew she was going to die and knew that he needed something to kind of keep his humanity versus his other side, which is his assassin side. So the first two movies are kind of dealing with that repercussions. And then three just carries it on. You know, he's basically seeking vengeance. And in three, he has committed a cardinal sin of a violent act within the Hotel Continental. So he has been, I guess he's persona non grata, basically. And so every single assassin is trying to kill him. And that's kind of the, that's kind of the movie, you know. He ends up forming some alliances. And there ends up being some, you know, uh, compacts made and compacts broken. But that essentially is the, is the movie. And it's really well done for what it is, which is hyper-violent, hyper-action-oriented. Uh, the stunts are amazing. They do something which I think originated with some Japanese uh, martial arts film, they, something called gun-fu. Instead of kung-fu, you know, the martial art, the military art, they do gung-fu. So instead of you know, him punching a guy, sometimes he'll basically just have the gun very close to the gentleman's head or face and shoot him a couple of times. The violence is pretty over the top, but it's, and it's fairly realistic or what it seems to be realistic. Um, but it was, I really enjoyed these movies and I didn't expect to encounter Reese was perfect in them. Um, and so I'm glad you made me see it. Well, thank you. Yeah. And if there's a fourth and I'm sure there will be, I will, I'll go see that one without any prodding. Now tell me a little bit about Aladdin, or do you have any questions for me? Uh, no, I think you you answered all the questions I was planning to ask you. All right, cool. Which was done pretty well. Aladdin is about this thief in Arabia, I guess you could say. I'm not too big on the exact Your geography. Middle East geography and history. Yeah, on my Middle East haven't gotten there yet. geography. <laughs> And history, who falls in love with the princess. Actually, things happen. He gets this lamp and must use these three wishes to try to, 
I guess, become the... Okay, or just get this girl to fall in love with them. So is the primary kind of storyline is of, is the prince or the, is the person who discovers the lamp trying to woo the princess? Is that the storyline uh, yes, mainly? Yes, but another not? side story, which is Will Smith, is the genie's story. The genie, Will Smith, steals the show really? in this movie. This is a movie maybe about Aladdin, but it may... Maybe about Mina Musad's character, but it's Will Smith's movie. Okay. And Will Smith does such a good job with this. Uh, a lot of people were talking about beforehand how it like, would be an embarrassment to Robin Williams. Because Robin Williams was in the animated version of yes, it? Yes, that he was so great. In it, but Will Smith is able to pay homage and respect to Robin Williams while still keeping it its own thing. That's not easy to do with an, with an iconic uh, role like this. It, it is not very hard to do. And he seems also kind of realistic for this all powerful god who's been isolated for thousands of years. Uh,. Well, how is, you get the genie out of the bottle by rubbing it. Is that correct? Is yes, that still by rubbing the, it. The mechanism that is used. And does he does he do you use all his witches right away, or does it? Do you have time? No, it's time. It go. He goes through the. Sorry, very well. It's very like smart about using the genie to not be like way too powerful, and it's like. It kind of does a deep dive in how you'd imagine a genie would work, okay. like not a deep dive. That's a that's an exaggeration. But like, there's some moments where Aladdin takes advantage of the rules set by the genie. Oh yeah. Which I felt kind of smart. <laughs> you know, it's funny about when I go into Sisu. I did not know it was a musical until they started singing. Yeah, I don't think. I did not see the original Disney, like the original, the cartoon version. Did you see the cartoon version? I think I've seen it once a long time ago. Was that a musical? That was a musical. That was a musical. Okay. I think I needed once they started singing. I reminded myself that the original was also a musical, and the music videos, I guess, the parts of which they were singing were done very well. Like it, very rarely did it take you out of the story. There was this one song which is Naomi Scott's. The actress kind of solo okay. thing, which it kind of stops the entire movie to do in the music video, and that what took was her out character? Of the story. She is the princess, okay, and it kind of stops like the entire story. It stops moving and starts the music videoing. Mm. You which, think this was in? Do you think they were intentionally doing that? Like, oh, the audiences are going to love it when we stop this movie and kind of do this music video thing. Yes, yes. That's, it kind of felt like what they were doing. Because, I mean, it acknowledges that it's kind of in her head in which she's singing this, but it's still like all the other characters kind of disappear. That felt annoying to me. The acting in this movie was very, very good. Oh, good. Especially from Marwan Kanzari. Okay, who what played play? Jafar. Who's Jafar? Jafar is the villain. Oh, okay. And he just does a really good job. Like, he's just... 
enough over the top because it's like a kids movie but still not too too over the top what does jafar want as the villain what is his mcguffin Jafar wants the lamp and to become sultan 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 okay of the kingdom in which they're living in i suppose those are two things that i can understand wanting <laughs> so acting was good what you said you were surprised it was a musical how were the songs the songs were good. I think the songs, I do not remember the original too well, so I could not tell you if the songs were exactly the same as the original. The ones I know they are from the original, I think, are exactly the same, just minus Robin Williams ad-libbing. Okay. But I, I still like the songs. The songs are definitely catchy for the day in which I saw it. They definitely were stuck in my head, like Prince Ali. <laughs> so it sounds like um, it sounds like you enjoyed it for the most part. Yeah. All right. Good. That's cool. Uh, do you uh, want to rate it, or do you have more things uh, to say about it? I think that's it. I think I ran through everything I wanted to say pretty fast. Do you want to talk about the new rating system you've devised for us? Uh, how about you do that? Okay, <laughs> so correct me if I get it wrong. Uh, you know, we've for a while there wrong. <laughs> for a while there, we were doing, uh, you know, like you know, five uh, a scale of like you know five whatever Aladdin lamps for this one would be appropriate. You know, five is the best movie ever. Zero is the worst movie ever. But now I think we're uh, Hank devised this thing, so we have we have awesome. That's the best. That's the top of the scale. We have great. We have below that good. Below that fair. Poor and horrible. Is that bad and awful? But means the same thing. Bad and awful. And awful is the lowest. Bad is above that. Then fair. Then good. Then great. Then awesome. Yes. All right. So where are you putting this on the? Uh, that I scale? think I'm going to put this on the lower end of a great. Lower end of a great. Okay. All right. So that's 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 the one you would definitely. I mean, if it's the lower end of a great, you would re- highly recommend this to everyone, right? Yeah. Cool. I'm going to put John Wick three at at good. Just a nice, good, solid good. It's definitely not appropriate for children. Uh, even like you know, uh, tweens or even even teenagers up to a certain point, like maybe fourteen or fifteen, depending on your child. But. Uh, because it is, it's just hyper violent, and I have not seen. I watched, the, I rented the versions from Amazon, but it also, as John Wick three came out, John Wick one and two were on television a lot, like just cable TV, like uh, TNT kind of thing. I don't know, like how edited those versions are. Like the made for TV versions might be okay for, you know, a young teenager, uh, but definitely I would say the original, like the the unedited versions, definitely not. Um, well, cool. So two movies we would recommend to folks. I like that. Yeah, do we have anything to say about the movie? Because we, we've gone a good bit without recording a podcast, so we're going to we catch up. Uh, do you have any words to say on like the next things we're going to be recording a podcast on? Uh, maybe you should handle that, because I my think brain's going a little blank at the moment. You, for my constant asking you to do so, 
uh, are going to see and review Rocket Man. That's right, Rocket Man, the Elton John biopic that's and out now. Just for context, why are you so like not wanting to see this <laughs> so movie? So I am not wanting to see this movie, but I will go do it because my son asked me to. Uh, two reasons. One, I've usually generally found Elton John's music to be very annoying. <laughs> I don't like it. I do like some of the songs, but um, so Tiny there. <laughs> There's that. There's, that's, that's actually one I like. Um, and the other reason is, is I saw the the Queen movie, Bohemian, yeah, Bohemian Rhapsody, Rhapsody, which was just horrible. And the longer I think about it, the further I get away from seeing the movie, the more I don't like that movie. So... I'm just not excited about seeing a musical biopic. Now, understand these are very different movies, so and I, I think should it'll not help be reluctant. that Rocket Man is R. Exactly, so I it think can so. probably give a more accurate and adult portrayal. And I kind of love Elton John's response on rumor has it you know the studio was trying to to edit it in such a way that it would not be get an R rating, so they can hopefully you know, I'm sure they want to make more money. And he was like, I did not leave a PG thirteen life; <laughs> I lived an R life, so. I like that response. Uh, so, yes, I will see that soon, and I will talk about that. No, so when I see that, what are you going to see? Are we going to do another separate father-son separate movie thing? Uh, no, I thought that would be just your little personal 15-minute review. Okay. All right. I can do that. Which then the next movies include uh, Godzilla King of the Monsters, which has already come out, which we haven't seen and yet. I'm so excited about Godzilla King of the Monsters. And, like, two days... Dark Phoenix yes. comes out, which is another movie we're really excited about seeing. Yes. So it's, it's going to be TV a good show, week. And then Good Omens, too. We need and then to, Good Omens, yeah. When we finish that, we'll talk about that as well. So hopefully we'll be more timely in these next movies than we have been on these, and we apologize for that. But thank you for listening. What um, what are you reading? Uh, good Omens. Now that we're, we're speaking about Good Omens, I'm very very close to finishing. Nice. So I am reading the same thing and for the second time and enjoying it a lot and looking very much forward to the television we show. We've already watched the first episode. You want a, a thumbs up or thumbs down for the first episode? Very much thumbs up. Looks like it's going to be a 10 out of 10 show. Yeah, I'm pretty excited about it too. Uh, I would agree with that. All right, ladies and gentlemen, thank you for joining us on the Alice on Culture podcast until we meet again. All right.